Join us today on the Final Hour podcast as we discuss an Old Testament super soldier and how God used him to politically and religiously change the landscape of a nation. And we compare that to today in the spirit. We interrupt your program to issue a severe warning for an impending emergency making its way to your area. We urge you to be watchmen of the times and to be prepared with the essential knowledge and supplies for the wake of the final hour. Welcome to the Final Hour Podcast, coming to you from the original Living Word Christian Center oh, yeah. out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. We want to welcome you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remind you to subscribe. Yes. Thank our viewers. Thank our listeners on, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Rumble, and, of course, YouTube. 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 So, um, You're Jim Hammond. I am. I'm... My Wait, name who? is my name is Jehu. I mean Jim. <laughs> I'm Linnea. I'm John Gap, and we have Jerry back there behind all the equipment. Hey, you know who make, it's Jadu, making things go. <laughs> Linnea, what? Linnea doesn't like it when I'm cheesy. No, yet cheesy, she also I laugh. laughs at I know. it. John's cheesy. A I lot. am cheesy. I, yeah, but sometimes he's funnier than cheesy, thing. but. <laughs> Like I watched last week's episode and I was like, we, that was an entertaining Bible story. I love it. Was, it was entertaining. I was entertained. I was laughing out loud in my office. Like, this is funny. (laughs) If it wasn't us, I would still have laughed and thought this is funny. I like to laugh. I like it. I do too. I do too. This today. (laughs) Jim doesn't. What's the date today? Uh, February 24th. 24th of February. uh, If you're not. Tuning in from Minnesota, we had a foot of snow, and then uh, it went to. It, I woke up this morning at four a.m. and it was twenty below wind chill. It was chilly right after a foot of snow. Fun. So, I I shoveled the driveway yesterday, and I don't have a snowblower. I I shoveled the driveway, turned around to uh, get the snow between our vehicles, and the snow plow came by, and it was like a six foot wave of snow. Oh my gosh. Covered up my driveway all over again. And you were like, Jesus. <laughs> in the meantime, I come into work this morning and immediately start eating um, hot Cheetos. Extra hot Cheetos. There's and residue extra, on the table. Extra <laughs> hot onions, and that's why I have, you know, or red fingers. Yeah, Cheeto dust. Yes, Cheeto yeah. dust on my notes here. Yeah. Yes, I also had a grilled cheese sandwich, and believe me, I'm not done today. It sounds good. All before 9 a.m. When I start the day out. <laughs> Didn't you eat some chocolate before that? But we're yeah. we're recording on a different day than we usually do. I know. Do. It's, it's just a yeah. weird It's throwing us all off. Yep. And we've got this uh, 24-hour-a-day prayer yes, we do. at church. So it's like, you know, everything's a little bit different than normal, but uh, I good. think it's good. I think it's we're going somewhere. That's yes, I, I agree. But yeah. Linnea, you've got um, we, we've I've got, got some, some short news, a little bit of news for you. Yeah. Today, um, about four quick hitters here. Yeah. So um, we have talked to you guys about this before, but um, we're we're asking for another call to action because 
they're voting on this next week or it's getting signed by Biden. They're, they're trying to run it through. I was reading the state senators are trying to make it mandatory that it goes through the Senate before it goes to Biden. Mm. So Biden is about to hand over pandemic power to the who. I know we, we did a whole episode yep, on this. Right, we right. did. But now is the time where it's coming into play. So the Biden regime is gearing up to hand the World Health Organization the power to dictate what the United States does during future pandemics. So basically, um, they're meeting next week. 194 nations, state members of the WHO, will meet in Switzerland. It's always in Switzerland to negotiate the final terms of their legally binding accord that will give the organization authority to declare pandemics and submit its members to the central role of the WHO as the directing and coordinating authority on international health work. So I don't know if you guys remember, but the WHO during the beginning of the pandemic, they were saying that the pandemic wasn't bad. They basically didn't have any guidelines for the pandemic. But what what they're giving over is they'll have authority over lockdowns, supply chains, surveillance, disinformation, and false news. So disinformation, disinformation, and that is they can make you uh, vax up. Yeah, they can technically. You don't understand. See, there's no more if who if the who got it in a pandemic. Right. There's 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 no more freedom. No. no. Yeah. Okay? That's and right. They can lock you down. Yeah. They, they can. can make you vax up. They can if they if they if they want to bring you in. What what about those people that got arrested down in Brazil and they vaxed them off? Yeah, they did. They arrested right. the people because that were protesting. protesting. So please, this is thing has popped up again. Yeah. We yes. thought it was going to be in May. Yep. We told you. Yep. It's a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so you've got to ram it in. You, yeah, but they are. And but, there's so much more that there's there's more that's going on in the news. So, you know, there's always distractions. Of course. And this is a great time when all of those distractions, the the train derailments. Um, yeah. Which we're going to talk about the earthquakes in Turkey, yep. all sorts of things that are going on in the United States. There, there's a lot of distraction. The Epstein uh, files, all of this yeah. that's coming and, and out I right now. I was reading that they do big news get... stories on Fridays and oh, they yeah. kind of just throw it in because yep. then it's not discussed over the weekend right. and people forget about it. Yep. But we have 17 Republican senators who are trying to push back against this accord and they have introduced the no who pandemic preparedness treaty without Senate approval act which would require the agreement to be treated as a treaty, which requires two-thirds of the Senate to approve. Yes, yeah. Which is good news because this said um, that the president, like the presidents have just been like signing things without going through right. Senate because yep. they're trying to rush things along because it's under the pandemic yes. file. But just to give you a little information, so the United States is currently the largest contributor to the WHO's 6.2, or sorry, $6.72 billion budget. The second largest donors are the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Shocker. Yeah. But so they're saying call your senator today. And we have a link that gives you a, a spot where you can go and call your Senate office and yeah. tell them that we that demand them Light. to stop Biden from giving American sovereignty yeah. to a global organization controlled by communist China. Let's right. not forget that. Yeah. It, it will. A Light treaty. Boards up. A treaty will trump everything. It will trump. Right. There's no more Congress. There's no more President Biden yep. under a treaty. If we sign a treaty like that with the World Health Organization, that's the WHO, uh, and it's Chinese, um, you know, it's basically run by the Chinese. We're basically giving yeah. our country up. 
uh, to the Chinese under the guise of an, a pandemic. That's just right. ridiculous. It's yeah. just so sad that we have to pay attention to this. It is. And we have to beg you guys. I really, sh I should be telling people this in church. Yeah, you should. Yes. Call the action. Yes, for sure. We should for put sure. That on I'll the, put, I'll, on the I'll give you that. Okay. So, um, also, what you, we had other, did you have yeah. more on the who? No, okay. no. I mean, I just feel like it's time, people, to make your voice heard. Yes. Okay. And we have been talking about that. Otherwise, right? don't Jay complain. Right. Don't oh, complain yeah. when oh, we're yeah. all locked down yep. and they're coming to your house giving you vaccinations, right? Because nobody nobody cares. But can right? I tell don't you, complain. a lot of people don't even know that this is... Right. I was talking to somebody the other day. They had no idea. It's not getting it's press. It's not getting press, yeah. obviously. There's, they like to suppress things. Right. Which we know. But no, this is interesting because we have a viewer, Kathy, who's written in a few times and given us a lot of good content to talk about. But there was a call for jihad at the Minnesota State Capitol. What in Did, the world? I don't know if you've seen the video, but a Somali extremist, he called for jihad while using the Minnesota State Capitol as its platform. Wow. So this this lady and a researcher and catcher, Catching Fire News host, Ron Brandstetter, they're kind of like this is who she sent the article with, reached out to security at the Minnesota State Capitol, which we have a link to all this. While speaking with his supervisor, Branstetter asked why a Somali activist group would be allowed to call for a jihad, which is a call for war against an area occupied by their own people. But these people said due to the language barrier, mm -hmm. they didn't understand what he was saying. And Branstetter responded that inciting violence is not free speech, so that should have been shut down. And I don't know if you know, but... Minnesota is, I think it's the largest Somali population outside right. of Somalia. Yes. Okay. Correct. But listen to this. There was a Sons of Liberty radio host, Bradley Dean, who was doing a um, opening prayer at legislation at legislative meeting, and he was told that he could not even say the name of Jesus Christ in his prayer. But they're calling for this right in, in their um whatever and and that this guy did at the state capitol, but. What? So what was he doing? Calling for what? For He was saying, like, he was calling for war. He was, I'm going to get to it. Okay, okay. So because he says, so this lady writes in and she says, 85% of Islam is political with 15% being religious. So he invoked the name of Allah, the political Islamic structure, calls for the Minnesota Muslim community to finance their war. So basically he says, I'm calling you to war. We're, we're going to, we got to, we got to start this war against these people. And, and the Somali extremists in the video goes on to state that they have weapons that they're going to bring in and that the, if they don't have enough weapons, they're going to get more from Ukraine and South Africa. So these terrorist efforts are supported through fraudulent activities. What? And he did this from the state capitol. He was on yep. tape and, yes. and talking into a mic. Yes. Saying, and he was in the capitol building? Yes. Where they meet? Yes. Where the legislature? Um, he was or in Or was it in the uh, Minneapolis City Hall? No, it, somebody said it was a city one? hall, but it was the state okay. capital. But let's gotcha. not forget that Alon Omar is, oh, isn't yeah. she the uh, Minnesota uh, representative? She's a Minnesota representative uh, in the U.S. Yes. So this guy, this is what he, he says. He says, um, I'm forming the people of Las Onad to fight. And this is jihad for the sake of Allah. What will you say in the hereafter to Allah if you refuse to fight? The one who refuses to take part in this jihad is a coward. May Allah make that person experience hellfire on this earth and the hereafter. To the ones who refuse to join this and finance this war, may Allah burn you in hell. This is jihad, he says. Weapons are readily bought, and we jihadists have more weapons and money than them in Somaliland. 
So we will bring weapons from Ukraine and South Africa. I swear to Allah, we will bomb them and bury them dead. This is what this guy is yeah. saying at the state capitol. And, 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 and all of our all of our people are just they're sit, saying they're just sitting out there. They're saying it's a language barrier. We didn't know what he said. We didn't know what he was inciting. No one's done anything about this. Yep. So this guy says, what are you going to do about it? And the um, people at the Capitol were like, we can't do anything about it. If you're so worried about this, you need to call the police and report him. But it's all over Twitter. Like, yep. They're not doing anything yeah, about I'm, it. I'm watching That's, it on Twitter as, as, as we speak. Yeah, great state of Minnesota. It is the great state of Minnesota. That's right. But, That's what we do up here. But gracious. this is the, one of the things that we're praying and coming against with everything we're talking about, right? Like we even talked about, um, when was it? The first call to prayer was in uh, like March or April of 2020, like right when COVID lockdowns happened. Mm -hmm. The call to prayer was um, sometime in there. In the, in Minnesota. Oh, the Muslim call. Yes, the Muslim. Yes, call. Gotcha. we were the first state to you know how they play their prayers in the yeah. morning. Out loud. Their, Can um, you over, imagine over loudspeakers? Like if you go to a Muslim a country mosque. like yeah. Indonesia, it's all over the place. Yep. It, it, three different times a day. Yeah. I, I thought it was five. Five. Yeah. Well, either. Can you, you imagine? Yeah. Even in the villages. Well, we have it in Minneapolis. Yes, we do. You're aware of that. We're, and we're, we have that. That's our thing. Right. We do that. We play that publicly every day in Minneapolis. Yeah, we do. And I was actually no. reading this other article. The Muslim do. call we to prayer. That the Muslim, like they're saying, is America starting to become a Muslim country? Mm. And Tucker Carlson did a piece where this comedian was um, going to go speak in like New Jersey or something. Right. And the Muslim community didn't like what he did. So they came against him calling him a terrorist threat. And we just had a um, Minnesota representative yeah. who was at the, I'm going to read this because he's, he is Somalian. And he said, where is it? I want to just find it. His name is Senator Omar Feta, and he said that Republican colleagues look like terrorists on the Senate floor. So this is what we're dealing with in right. Minnesota. Well, it's the, that is a, a leftist, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's a Muslim thing, but it's a, a leftist uh, idea to um, whatever you're doing, accuse the other side of it. Right. And then... Uh, make them, you know, try to make them defend themselves instead well, of, you yeah, know, like it's a, it's a def deflection. Like the litter boxes in the yeah in the bathroom. Yes, right. that's how they played those. Days. It is. How could you be talking about right. something that's so exactly. ridiculous? And yep, what right. you know, like yeah, right. they're they in the bathrooms. Crazy. They're in the bathrooms at Anoka. Right. They're in the bathrooms at Minnetonka. Right. But that's how they played it. Like how ridiculous! What a right. ridiculous thing to even talk about in an election. Right. Well, our kids, our high school kids actually think they're kitty cats. Right. right? They do. And they using, do think they're kitty furries. Using the bathroom and litter boxes like kitty cats in the schools. So, well, but that's, they play that game like that. I saw debates like they would just like, what? Right. Instead you want of, to talk about litter boxes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do. They did make us look crazy. But remember a couple of weeks ago, we were saying that um, there was a group of people that said, if you don't start to pay attention to us, we'll vote yeah. you out yeah. and we'll get our people in. Yes. So there's a plan, Minnesota. So you need to pray against it. We're not saying this to scare anybody. No. We're just, just alerting you for awake. prayer. Yes. Since there is so much prayer going on. Did, did you have Did you have a third thing? Well, there is, but it's just it? the um, the East Palestine, Ohio train oh, derailment. Yeah. Let, me, let me hit yep. that quick. Okay, go ahead. Uh, the first five guys out of uh, the government um government guys that went up there to investigate the train wreck um <clears throat> in ohio they it's ohio correct mm -hmm. yes they they 
they get all their information and they come back and um, all five of them um, mysteriously died at the Clinton airport. And, uh, and yes, uh, of course you're not going to see that on no on today or right NBC this morning mm-hmm. or any of those things right but they all died they died they collected the evidence because everybody in ohio is saying it's safe you guys don't have anything to worry about right. it's not safe it's not safe i don't know if you've seen the videos of like yep. animals dying yeah water what it looks like there's well, chemicals all over the place that water table supports about five million people really? in that area it's crazy and they're right. trying to cover it up they want us to wear masks for nothing, but they're saying that this is okay. Right. So those people collected all the research to prove them wrong, and they mysteriously all died in a plane crash. Yes, or, at the Clinton in a, Airport. In an airport. Yes. The Clinton. Was it a plane crash? Yeah. It was no, a plane. A plane. It exploded. It was a, a plane or, crash. The plane exploded just after, uh, just after taking off from the Clinton Airport in yeah. Little Rock. Clinton mm-hmm. Airport. Yeah. In Little Rock. The Clintons, who have had 31 people that have been their friends or around them yeah, commit suicide. Mysterious deaths around 31 the suiciders around yeah. the Clintons. Are you aware of that? We should bring yep. a list yep. of we all should. the people but I'm gonna that say have it. just, and no one's looked into that. And by the way, they just recently, the Clintons yeah, just recently had an aide that was hung from a tree with a bullet in the middle of his chest that right. they said was a suicide. suicide. So how can you be hung and shot? In his chest, a, a there was gun no guns shot, around gun hanging shot, from the middle yeah. of a limb of a tree, and it's he did that not, to himself. He didn't do that, to <laughs> and himself. that's where these five dudes, right, that collected all the information up in Ohio, they died at the Clinton Airport. So right. we're all just going to go with that. And I'm cu- I'm sure you're not going to hear that on Good Morning America, right? No, of course they're not no. going to tell you that. They're not going to tell us that. Um, but but. There are uh, also a bunch of other derailments yes. that are happening. They're kind of flying under the under the radar, um, but there's there is a, a lot of uh, conversation about uh, what are these trains carrying um, because there are there there's talk. Anyway, well, I read a thing. I don't want to get real conspiracy right, theorists right. about it, but there's uh, just do your homework. That's all I'm saying. Do your homework. Well. And, and I'm just saying, all this, right? I mean, we're watching. Now you got nuclear plants being messed with. Yep. yep. We had food plants. You had power stations yep. being messed with. Yep. Uh, food plant after food plant after food plant. Turkey farm after turkey farm after turkey farm. Chicken That's farm. all we, yeah, chicken Isn't farm. Isn't it hard to find chicken, chicken right now? After chicken yep. farm. All being burned up, burned up. Nobody questioned right. nuclear plants um, and not electrical really plants. in the news. No, no, not, no in the news. not not in the news. Now we've got derailments, right? And all of this is is eventually going to take effect. Okay, well, right? Yeah. I mean, it just shows well, you how how amazing America is that that, that they can just do that this much. I mean, and no one right. no one's even talking about it. Right, the, it's all the, these food processing right, plants and all this right. food supply—they um, just um, cover it up. Yeah, but but listen, you know what we're going to get into today? There was a pro, there was a prophet prophetess um, out of Florida that prophesied over my mom. But really, if you look in, you can see this same prophecy uh, being spoken, not just for Minneapolis but all over the world and over this country mm-hmm. and for the body of Christ around the world. This was given to my mom. Okay. And, and so 
you're going to hear Minneapolis, but you can find this boomerang effect. Yeah. You can yeah. find this all over the world. This, this is being prophesied all over the world because God says that it's time for retribution. It's time for full recovery, even for Minneapolis. The Spirit yeah. of the Lord says, I'm going to cause even generations of evil that have been perpetrated against this city. You can just put in nation. You could put in against your family. Uh-huh. I'm going to cause generations of things that the enemy has tried to work against you for evil. You're going to begin an, to experience a boomerang effect. You're going to experience boomerangs in your churches. You're going to experience boomerangs in your business communities. Yeah. You're going to experience it in your schools. And the Lord says, I'm going right to the very heart of racism and anti-Semitism. The Lord says, I'm breaking the spirit of robbery that has been against Mm. this city, Mm -hmm. for sure, against Minneapolis. And the Lord says, you will experience turnaround. You will experience a reversed curse. You will experience the fullness of revival in this town. George Washington Carver said it would start up here and go down the Mississippi. He prophesied that. Mm -hmm. And so, and in this city, for I've claimed it for my kingdom's sake, says the Lord. I'm going to name the names after these spirits. And and you guys out there that are sitting out there, you're listening, you just say stop, right? Yeah. This is using your authority. It's in the name of Jesus. And we're agreeing with, you know, the 2,000 listeners, viewers that tune into this over four platforms. I love how simple it is though. You just say stop. Cause some people are yeah. like really extremely detailed in their right, prayers. Right. And then you got like the just good enoughers that are like, <laughs> stop this, works for me. This is good. This Jesus, is authoritative. Then, we can, it is. then we can call Jesus a good enoughher. Well, I'm saying Ooh, like, how, I'm did, saying how simple it is. Peace be still. Yeah. Ooh, that's what I'm saying. So you don't need to pray these long prayers. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. But, um, you know, so w- w- what we do is, uh, I just speak it out and you just say, stop yeah. at home. We decree against the spirit of religion and we say, stop against stop. the spirit of antichrist. We say, stop. stop against the spirit of witchcraft and the occult. We say, stop, stop in the name of Jesus against the spirit of perversion. We say, stop, stop. against the political spirit. We say, stop, stop. against racism. We say, stop, stop. against false justice and injustice we say stop against the spirit of slumber apathy apathy and complacency on the church we say stop, stop. against the spirit of babel which is a result of unrighteous unity and a mob mentality and cancer cancel culture we say stop against the spirit of accusation we say stop, stop. against fear and intimidation we say stop. We declare over this city of Minneapolis and St. Paul, over the United States of America, the surrounding areas of Minnesota and the surrounding areas of Minnesota, of, of Minneapolis, St. Paul, we move into a season of judgment against God's enemies and all 10 of Haman's sons yeah. will be hung in the can, name of Jesus Christ. That's really good. I'll attach that. But can I say something about the Tower of Babel part? Because mm. Jack Hibbs, I don't know if any of you know who he is, but he's a preacher out of Chino Hills in California. Okay. And he just had Charlie Kirk on his or at his church. He does a few times a year. And they talked about the Tower of Babel mm. and how it was then and how it is now and like who are the Tower of Babel in today's times. And it is, oh, I watched it the other night. It is an amazing podcast if or I should say service. If you have a chance to watch it, you should. Yeah. 
Yeah, because Jack didn't Jack Hibbs get? Um, yeah, he got his channel got pulled off of YouTube. Yeah, he got the canceled other day. on YouTube. And he's so great about it. He's <laughs> I just love him. So he's, the badge of honor. Yeah. Well, he was just like, hey guys, I really did get pulled off, and we're he's fighting against it, obviously, but yeah, they're shutting him down. But and, and you voice. know censorship. Yep. There's a lot right, in America. Right. You, you don't have freedom of speech, and and you know we've been in Second uh, Kings chapter nine. Uh, we've yes. been talking about how northern Israel uh, in the Old Testament uh, was to a point where they had sunk to probably the lowest of the low. And um, we ended last week in 2 Kings 9 um, when God uses this soldier uh, who was the captain of the chariots. His name was Jehu to kill Ahab's son. Joram was his name. He took the throne. After the death of Ahab, what's so funny? I'm I just la laughing because I know I know Linnea is thinking about him driving <laughs> furiously. I am, especially with the the new Fast and the Furious movie Coming trailer out. is is out. You Linnea can't is, help but she's put jacked Jehu up. in. She is jacked up. This was a very uh, evil family regime. It didn't matter that Ahab was gone. Um, his son was in there, and you still have Jezebel, Jezebel, very prominent. She was Ahab's queen and the mother of the sitting queen, Joram. And so last week we read how Jehu killed the king of northern Israel and the king of Judah in one swoop, just like that, right? Jehu. And um, Jehu. We're talking about crazy. This is why I read this prophecy, and we did the decree. Because what we're talking about is a boomerang uh -huh. effect. And this is this is a boomerang effect. Right. Um, and you're supposed to use what we see here yeah. as examples. And so we're just trying to compare the way things were then in northern Israel. I think we've pointed out successfully. Yeah. They are very, very, very similar now as to where America is spiritually right. yeah. and politically. Very similar. Uh, in the U.S. to the way it was in northern Israel. Yeah. And so God uses not necessarily a nice guy here to take out a whole bloodline to the throne. Um, let's pick well, up. Well, don't you think anyone who kills two kings and just like, eh, they just, they got a little well, something. He wasn't, he wasn't doing anything about it until, you know, the prophet Jr. said, hey. He quickly yeah. anointed him and then ran out of the house. Said, "Hey, I, I know what my mission. <laughs> I, I just I, think I, I know so the assignment. I, I got. I it. can do it. Yeah, I got this." He did prophesy to Jehu to kill. That's all right. Of he Ahab's did. But still, so and then he ran away. And then he's, I'm out. Second Kings nine twenty two. When Joram saw Jehu, this is where we ended up. You know, this is King Joram of northern Israel. Is it peace, Jehu? <laughs> no. And he answered, <laughs> "That's right." How can peace exist as long as the fornications of your mother Jezebel and her witchcrafts are so many? Jeez. I think that King James it says the whore called her a whore yeah. and a witch. And the, verse yeah, verse twenty three. Joram reigned about and fled, and he said, "Ahaziah, treachery! Ahaziah, treachery!" <laughs> and so he turned his chariot around. It's very Shakespeare. And and it's so it is treachery. Jehu draws his bow, it says, all the way back. Full strength, it said. So it was a long shot. He was not And hit messing. him be between no. the shoulder blades and kills kills Joram, the king of northern Israel. And when and then you have verse 27. 
when Ahaziah, king of Judah, saw this, he tries to sneak out of the garden house. I right? don't blame him. So you I have the king of Judah there, too. Jehu told his guys, well, why don't we just make it two for a day? Yeah. Go, He's sneaking out. and Two for two. Go, let's go kill a second king. So they go Making kill Ahaziah. And, you know, you can find it, I think, in Chronicles. They, Jehu says when they, they bring Ahaziah back, and he's like, yeah, he's, um, he's this, I guess since he's the, son, the grandson of Jehoshaphat, we should bury him because Jehoshaphat followed after the Lord. <laughs> That's how I picture Jehu yeah. saying it, like, sarcastically. Yeah. He's, he's the grandson of Jehoshaphat, it's, so we yeah. should bury him because... I suppose. Yeah. Kind of like Johnny yeah. Depp, like, matter-of-factly yeah. just... Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of sarcastic. a little drier, yeah. dryly a little dry. and, and sarcastic. Let's bury this guy. I guess, you know. Just bury. Yeah. Well, so, it's it's better than just uh, leaving the king's grandson out to get eaten by the birds, you know, whatever. Yeah. Because of Instead of what he did to Jezebel. Verse 30 uh, of 2 Kings 9. Oh. This is where he picked up. Now, when Jehu came to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it. She, paint, she painted her eyes me. and beautified her head and looked out of an upper window. So she got. Oh, she was trying to seduce him. Was, you think? It said she painted her head and made her eyes pretty. Yeah, I think she beautified was, her head means she probably um, did her hair. And, that's what I'm saying. Don't you think yeah, she's trying to seduce? She's, she's trying to. Jehu, she. Why would you I get? get why out would of you this put your makeup on and get your hair thing. done? You don't want to look bad. Well, I think she. He already guy. knows though that she's whoresome. <laughs> That's true. It's not going to work. I'm just a little foreshadowing she here. Tried. It's not going to work. She tried. Jay. Come on. I'm going to look up beautified. Verse no 31. She beautified. Didn't. Yeah, look it up. She didn't look have plans Look up for beautified something. in the strongs. Yeah, we'll it wasn't, it wasn't for strongs. nothing. It wasn't just to, in, to uh, she wasn't entertain just, she didn't company. She not want to look good. I mean, what time of night is this? I'm not going to brush my hair. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> What is this? Second Kings what? Nine what? Nine, Nine uh, 30, 30. Okay, right. You keep, sorry. I just think she had a plan there. She thought she was going to win him over. Listen, verse 31, Jehu enters in the gate. She says, hey, big boy. Have you come in peace? You Zimri, that was another. See, Zimri. she dressed in fine favor. She Zim was showing him she was happy he was there. Zimri was another name for Jehu. You Zimri, who slew his master. Jeez. She says, Verse 32, Jehu lifts up his face to the window and says, Who is on my side? I scared her. Who? <laughs> Two or three eunuchs look out the window, right? And she's up there too. And he said, throw her down. So they threw her down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She was thinking, hey. They, and then they throw her right out the window. And he does this. As much as he can, he gets other people to do the murder. Okay, we see him. He doesn't killing. want blood in he's, his actual hands. He's a sharer. He's he does. He he orders a lot of stuff. Well, then aren't those people kind of indebted to him if they do something like that? Because then he can. I think they had to make a decision. You know who has right. more power here? Right. But they threw her down, and some of her blood splattered on the wall and on the horses. And then it says that Jehu drove <laughs> over her with his horse, so he trampled wow. her. Well, doesn't that show you that he cared about the man of God before, but he knew she had no God in her, so he was like. Whatever happens to her, happens to her. And it had to have been more than two stories. Oh, well, don't right? you think a castle, if she's... Yeah, maybe as high... Maybe, what was this building, 40 feet? I mean, if you fell yeah. two stories, you probably just get paralyzed. 
Yeah, I mean, no matter what, there was know, blood everywhere. He's finishing the job. And you said down the wall, but like, have you ever seen a castle? There, there are some pretty big castles out there. Well, I don't think it was like a whatever happened. Castle. The blood. A castle? That's what you pegged on the wall. She's a castle? king. She's a prince. She's a queen. And I know, I but they didn't. I don't think the Israelis' castles were the same as the people so over in Europe. Right. <laughs> Is that what you picture? Yeah, I, I was picturing that, like a castle that I saw it's more in of a Scotland. Fort than a castle. I don't know. Maybe a palace. I don't know. Look, but I mean, okay, did you ever watch so he, the? He tramples her with with his horse, right? Finishes yes. her off. Violent. This is the queen of of a nation. Then he goes in and eats and sits down and eats and drinks. And he <laughs> says, "See now to this cursed woman and bury her, for she is a king's daughter." But he needed to eat first. So, like, he gets a little bit of like common sense a little bit after He's the like, murder, <laughs> after the violent rage leaves, and his adrenaline slows down. Yeah, she was a Sidonian uh, princess, a tw- uh, the the daughter of the Sidonian king, and I just think this is a really interesting scene. He tells the eunuchs in the palace to throw Jezebel out the window, right? Mm-hmm. So the eunuchs do it at I think out of fear, but then you, we have Jehu trampling her. Right. You think she went and, out that window though without a fight? No way. No. No way. No. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And but, what but a the, scene! But then he just goes in and eats dinner. Yeah. I mean, he was hungry. <laughs> I guess would I would I go in and eat a couple chipotle no, burritos I think after I would be something like, like that? Heaved over vomiting, I would. I'd say, let's you say, would. let's get rid of her now. But maybe one, yeah, he trampled maybe. her with his horse and his chariot. And maybe just bang, maybe and it was a slight. <laughs> and you, you know, we're not going to do anything with it. Think he went forward and backward, forward and backward. <laughs> yeah, you know, chariot. you know, you can like stop horses and you can make them drop their feet like that. <laughs> so <laughs> he's probably really good at moving his chariot around. It's almost like an afterthought, you know. He finishes eating his his Portillos or Pizza Hut or whatever it was. Yeah, that's and, definitely. If they didn't have England castles, they definitely had Portillos, Jim. You don't think they had hot dogs back then? <laughs> Portillo's is Italian. I don't know what they had. Okay. So. Okay. Let's, Jim's the one who put it in the, in the message. I thought it would be a nice to picture him sitting there eating Portillo's. Eating the, the hot dog? The King he James. Eating some lamb chops. Oh, yeah. The King James says, you can tell I'm hungry if I was eating. <laughs> He's like, Well, yeah, he had Cheetos and Funyuns. So King James says he trode her under the foot of his horse. Then he went to bury her, but that's they found that's nothing. What you said. When they went to bury her, they found nothing left except her skull, her feet, and the palms of her hands. The well, that's interesting. I wonder what that's all about. Those uh, parts wasn't wasn't she right. prophesied? They couldn't eat. But I'm saying like those are the only things left. Yeah, why wouldn't have they have eaten her hands if they ate her legs? I don't know. Mm. And her feet and her hands and her head. Are we getting too too. I don't know. Uh, it's weird. I'm gonna look. There has to be a reason for those parts to be left. It's all the. I mean, he came back I, for dinner. I'm sorry, I'm weird. I look he into stuff back, like that. That's he like came a back clue. after dinner, and you know, I mean, I feel like that's they they got her pretty quick. Okay, so his guys come the back. Dogs just dogs. Yeah, yeah. Dogs major eating dog. people. Yeah, the, the it's been around for a long time. The, listen, <laughs> you guys, you guys, you should just keep doing having your own conversation while I'm doing I work, it because. I'm, I'm we might get it. more views that way because you, you can hear tooth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm kind of half listening to you guys. I know while you I'm talk doing. over us sometimes when we're funny. But it, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. And so, verse 36, they came and tell Jehu, "This is the word of the Lord, 
which he spoke to uh, by his servant Elijah the Tishpite. Yep. In the portion of Jezreel shall the dogs eat the flesh of Jezebel. So this is the Holy Spirit reminding us through Jehu, mm. Jehu's guys, yeah. um, of what Elijah prophesied about Jezebel's demise. This was prophesied. Interesting. Yeah. But you know like how something happens and then you think about it and you think about it and you're like, oh my gosh, that's... I didn't know it was going to work like this. Yes. And then are. you're like, oh, remember that guy said it? Because didn't they think they were crazy people? Didn't we talk about that last week, how they thought the prophets were like crazy men? Remember when they went and anointed Jehu? They're like, who's that crazy guy? And he was like... They did. They, they Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They did. If you read into that, they're kind of making they fun of... They say wild men or something Yeah, they they they're kind of making fun of how the guy looked. Right. Well, yeah. The I mean, prophet that anointed Jehu. He's some junior prophet, though, and then yeah. he he goes in there, hey, can I talk to you real quick? But, yeah. uh, but like, and then he books it out of there, right, so he is a weirdo. They I mean, might yeah. He wasn't, like, coming in there real smooth and like, hey, uh, and just think I'm going to run and throw and run away. When they anointed him with oil, it wasn't just that. that. Yeah, it was, they poured over, the oil completely over right. him. Yeah, remember he was, like, dripping? Yeah. And they're like, so. what happened? He's like, nothing. Had an oil accident. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm just making my skin pretty. So while Jehu <laughs> was eating his hot dogs and onion rings, the Ooh. dogs were eating Jezebel. <laughs> right? Yeah. How vicious. In verse 37, the corpse of Jezebel shall be like dung upon the face of the field in the portion of Jezreel. Jezreel, wow. so that they shall not say this is Jezebel. No one, no one knew. This like was prophesied by Elijah. Dung in the field. And you know, that's specific to give you a timeline. Um, this took place about 842 years before Jesus was born. Mm. Okay, mm -hmm. and so now Jehu has has killed the northern king of Israel, uh, the king of southern Israel, Judah, who was related to the dynasty up north in, in northern Israel, and now we have Jehu responsible for killing maybe the most powerful person in the whole country. Jezebel, definitely one of the most evil, very evil. It's estimated she killed hundreds, if not thousands, of prophets. Wow. Maybe that's why her hands were left. Maybe it is why. Right. There's blood on her hand. I don't know. But but Jay. Oh yeah, it's gonna Google. But Jay, who isn't near done. He he's not done. Yeah. Well, because um, it's seventy sons. Jay, who's and he's only savage. gotten after one. He's actually got a lot more than that. He's got to kill. He just keeps killing here. Second Kings ten one. Um, Ahab had 70 grandsons in Samaria, right? So that's, that's grandsons. So how many sons then? So Jehu wrote letters and sent, sent from Jezreel to the rulers of Samaria, to the elders, to those who brought up Ahab's grandsons. They were tutoring them. They were training Ahab's grandsons, okay? Uh -huh. and, and, and Jehu sends a letter to them. And, and all these nobles that were training Ahab's grandsons, and, he, and Ahab had 70 of them, um, you, have, you have Jehu, he's going to leverage them. He's really threatening them. He's threatening them in verses 1 through 5, 2 Kings 10. Ahab had 70 grandsons, so Jehu wrote letters, sent them from Jezreel to all these rulers. This was the nobles. It says, as soon as this letter comes to you, seeing that you are master Joram's sons are with you and also chariots and horses in a fortified city and weapons select the best select the most fit of your master's sons and set him on his father's throne 
and fight for your master's house. So this is a threat. He says, what, what you have Jehu here saying, he's threatening the nobles that are overseeing the training of Ahab's sons. And these nobles had chariots, horses, walls around their cities. These are military guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is very interesting. It goes right at Ahab's bloodline and the nobles, right? And threatens them. Basically, he's saying, select the best of his grandsons, put them on the throne, and watch me take care of them too. Right? Go ahead. Who's the best? I've already killed two quaint kings and a queen. He's, he's kind of saying, let's have a war then. Mm -hmm. If you guys want to bring it. Yep. And verse four, they were exceedingly afraid. I would be afraid too. And reasoned the two kings could not stand before Jehu. How can, how can we stand? And so you, you can see here, Jehu's threat worked. These guys are saying to each other, he's already killed two kings. So they send word back to Jehu, right? Yeah. He who was over all. The household, he who was over the city, the elders also, the guardians and tutors sent to Jehu. See? Guardians and tutors. So these, these are people yeah. close to these guys. In yes. Yeah. Yes. These are his they guys. They spent a lot of time with these These are kids. Ahab's guys. Right. And Ahab, if he's got his family being trained there. Right. We are your servants, and we will do all that you bid us, but we will not make any man king. Do what it is good in your eyes. Yeah. So you have the noble sending word back to Jehu, saying, whatever you want. So Jehu tells him what he wants. Okay. And uh -huh. again, again, how, what have we seen? We, he, used, he used his guys to kill Ahaziah. He used the eunuchs to kill Jezebel. Uh -huh. Right. Right. Uh -huh. He has done some killing on his own. He did go. Yes. He, he, he shot the he, first shot. He made shot. the first shot. But listen to this. 2 Kings 10, 6. Genius. Jehu wrote a second letter saying, If you are with me and obey me, take the heads of your master Joram's sons. Come to me at Jezreel by this time tomorrow. Now the dead king's sons, 70 people, were with the, were with the great men of the city who were bringing them up. Okay? So he's like, Give me their heads, right, right, and bring them here. And so he's he's like, if 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 you're with me, then kill the sons that they have been uh, ch charged to. They were guardians, they were tutors for. Yeah. So these nobles had a lot to do with the training of Ahab's grandsons. And these kids, they had weapons, they had chariots, they had horses, and it was really like kind of like a stroke of genius here, right? Jehu uh, has someone else do his dirty work. Uh, verse 7 out of 2 Kings 10, when the letter came to see these men, they took the king's sons and slew them, 70 persons, and put their heads in baskets and sent them to Jehu at Jezreel. Can you imagine putting that head in a basket? Do you think it was 70 baskets or do you think it was a few large baskets? It says put, <laughs> put their heads in baskets. When a messenger came and told him... They've brought the heads of the king's sons, he said, lay them in two heaps at the entrance of the city gate until morning. Oh, my. Okay. So he wanted everybody to walk by and see. Yes. Yeah. This was a display. It's a yeah. point he's and making. It was a threat. If in, his, in essence, this is a threat, too. Mm -hmm. So, again, Jehu kind of makes a point. He says, take the 70 heads, put them right outside the gate, 
and it's a threat to the population in a sense because he has he leaves them there overnight right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then what's interesting is there's a crowd of people in the morning yeah and i think that's what he was trying to get right of course by having the heads out there uh first kings 10 9 the next morning he goes out stands and says to all the people right mm -hmm. so there's a bunch of people out there yeah and this is this is think about it he's trying to take over a nation mm -hmm. he says you are all just and innocent right right <laughs> he's telling them they're innocent the people who killed him no oh, the, 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 the people, people of the town yeah, yeah okay. the crowd jezreel but i conspired against my master and slew him yes i did i but and he says but who killed all these? <laughs> one, he know. couldn't do it. Who killed all these? Right? And he's making them. That's a threat to them. Mm -hmm. He's making a threat to the population there. Okay? Because he's admitting to them, all right, this is what draws the crowd, all these heads. And, and he wins them here because he scares them with the heads. But then he backs up and says, you guys are innocent. I killed my king. I killed another king. But somebody had to kill the 70 sons of Ahab, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And so they, the crowd knows, oh, he's got the nobles. He's got the guys with power. He's got the guys that have troops, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And so uh, he he won it. Big, basically, he won it right there. Right. Mm -hmm. but, and so 2 Kings 10, 10, uh, 10 and 11. Know now that nothing which the Lord spoke concerning the house of Ahab shall be fulfilled or ineffective, for the Lord has done what he said through his servant Elijah. Verse 11, so Jehu slew all that remained of the house of Ahab in Jezreel, okay? All his great men, his familiar friends, and his priests. And wow. I, it makes me think he went back and killed these nobles. Yeah. After he got them to uh to kill the the 70 sons because he says he got rid of everybody he, he slew all that remained of the house of ahab and jerel all his he great men well, he these, did he killed the guys who killed the guys <laughs> well they weren't in jezreel they were in uh was it syria or samaria oh that's a good point but this is jezreel but you're yeah. you're going city to city here, yeah. right? So we don't have any idea how many men this is, but everyone that oh. was a soldier in Ahab's court, how many men? Verse, again? verse twelve, it it uh, keeps going. So it, he might have he might have gone back to those guys too, right? It says familiar friends he slew of Ahab's. These guys were his friends. They were and raising just his your buddies, kids, priests. That's that how you pay attention to your friends. It's a lesson from my mom. <laughs> Priests do they multiply, divide, subtract, or add to your life? Yeah, that was priests that were aligned with Ahab. Here we have Jehu killing them all, yeah. and it's just crazy because he gets a little more of southern Israel too. Hmm. Okay, he, remember he killed the king of Judah. Well, yes, I did. feel sorry for these guys. Second Kings ten twelve through thirteen. Yeah, and he arose and then he goes to Samaria. He leaves Jezreel, goes to Samaria. Yep. And as he was at the shearing house of the shepherds on the way. Jehu met kinsmen of Ahaziah, king of Judah. So that's people in his family because isn't a kinsman like yes. someone who can redeem? He met family members. Okay. And here's the thing. Remember, he had, he had murdered Ahaziah. Uh -huh. So these guys don't know that. And no. oh. he, said, he says, who are you? And wrong answer. They said, we are kinsmen <laughs> of Ahaziah. And we came down to visit the royal princes and sons of Jezebel, These the queen, are, the mother. These people are all dead. 
<laughs> but they're coming to visit Queen the mother, and he's like, yeah. nah. Yeah. So now, Good you know, check. these people are so honest. It's the dumbest answer they could have given, right? Well, they um, probably thought it was going to save them, right? That's probably why they said it, because they, they thought, we are the kinsmen of... Um, so we're protected. So right. he hears that. Right. He said, take them alive. <laughs> and they did so and s slew them at the cistern of the shearing house, 42 men. He left none of them. So he must have meant take Isn't them alive men for and a women? Few Doesn't men mean men and women? Or what? Is it just 42 men? 42 men. Because if they're traveling, it's was Ahaziah's it just the men? 42 brothers killed. Wow. These people had a lot of brothers, sisters, Kish. It's because they all had hundreds of wives. What a mess. Right. So, it just seems like a lot of work. It does. <laughs> I agree. Um, 2 Kings 10, 15 through 17. When Jehu left there, he just slew 42 men, right? Yeah. After a queen, after a, two kings, right? Um, and, and then he killed all of all of his all of the anybody remotely princes. connected yeah. to Ahab and, and Jezreel. And and so then he left there and he runs across this guy uh, who was an ally named uh, Jehonadab, Jehonadab, son of uh, Rechab, coming to meet with him. He saluted him and he said to him, is your heart right as my heart is with yours? <laughs> and uh, Jehonadab answered, said, it is, Jehu said. If it is, give me your hand. I wouldn't trust anything Jehu did at this point. I mean. And, and it, so he gives him his hand, and Jehu pulls him up into his chariot. Oh, well then. And he said, come with me and see my zeal for the Lord, which is a very interesting statement here. So they made the, the Rechabite ride in Jerry, Jehu's chariot. And when Jehu came to Samaria. What a moment for him. He slew all. He, now he's still killing Ahab's family. Right? He's, he went to Samaria and slew all Ahab's family. Right? All right? He's so tracking these people down. This is thousands. He's killing thousands. Destroyed them all, according to what the Lord Man. said uh, to Elijah. Yeah. This is all part of the prophecy of what would happen to Ahab. Mm -hmm. I just really wonder. We've, we've still got Jehu killing the kinsmen of the dead king Ahaziah. Mm -hmm. He's still killing everybody remotely connected to Ahab's family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In destroying them all, but then he he does something that really surprises me, right? Like you, you can't even you can't think this up, right? Right. Oh, uh, this is crazy. Second Kings ten, uh, eighteen and nineteen. Jehu assembled all the people and said to them, Ahab observed Baal a little, but Jehu will serve Baal much. He says, verse nineteen. So call to me all the prophets of Baal, all his worshipers, all his priests. Let none be missing. Right? And, so and he, if you heard about this by now, you're not yeah. going to be missing because you think you're going to get For I have a sacrifice murdered. to make to Baal. Whoever is missing, I'm going to kill. <laughs> That's what he says. He says, if you don't show up and you're a Baal worshiper, I'm going to kill you. And so, But Jehu did it with trickery intending to yes. destroy the Baal worshipers. So here he is, another threat. He just said if all the Baal worshipers don't show up for this, he's going to kill them. So they're paying attention to these people and who they worship back in the day. So they're tracking you. So it was a required Baal worship meeting, mandatory. The government's watching. That's my point. Yeah, Linnea's making a lot of points here. 
Carry yeah. on. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Second Kings 10, 20, 21. Jehu said, sanctify a solemn assembly for Baal. They proclaimed it. Verse 21. Jehu sent all through Israel, all the worshipers of Baal. Not a man failed to come. Of course, they all came. Right? Yeah, if he says he's going to worship Baal, they and so they, they have just did a little. They went to the house or or, or temple of Baal, filling it from one end to the other. And notice, when well, notice, we read every single Baal worshiper was packed into the yeah. temple mm-hmm. without without fail. Everyone showed up, right? Yeah. And so Second Kings uh, ten twenty two through twenty four. And he think said, how wicked that place was. He said to the men. Over the vestry, bring vestments for all the worshipers of Baal. This is so funny. You know why I did it? These are robes. So they would know exactly who to kill. So he has oh. them all put on robes that will identify him, right? Verse 23. Then Jehu. I think they're getting crowned to something. And- then Jehu with Jehonadab, son of Rechab, went into the house of Baal and said to the worshipers of Baal, uh, worshipers of Baal he makes an announcement Search and see. That, that there are here with you no servants of the Lord, okay, but Baal worshipers only. And when they went into offer sacrifices and burnt offerings, Jehu appointed 80 men outside and said, if any of those people in the robes, okay, they get it, they're in that building right now. And if you let one of them out, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> No one's messing with Jehu. No, okay? These are his soldiers. Think of Jehu. Oh, he just he just he kills people and then he goes and eats dinner. So like, think that's all going through these people's minds. And he he, he told his soldiers, if one this is probably probably possibly thousands of people are in right. his temple. Right. If one of these guys gets out, I'm killing you. Right. That's why he tells his soldiers. Okay. So he, another threat. He's. He's real good at doing threats. Does not accept failure. And, and verse, no, he doesn't. Verse 25. And as soon as he had finished the burnt offering, Jehu said to the guards and to the officers, go on and kill him. Let none escape. They smote them with the sword and the guards or runners before the king and the officers threw their bodies out and went to the inner dwelling of the house of Baal. They brought out the pillars of the house of Baal and burned them. They broke down the pillars of Baal and the house of Baal and made it forever unclean to privy to this day. Thus, Jehu rooted Baal out of America. So they burned out of Israel. So they burned everybody down. They burned them. Yeah, they burned. They burned the temple. But well, you know what? That's what those people get for everything they burned and sacrificed. Well, they murdered them first. Yeah, they they went in. Burned to death. They went in and chopped them up. Oh, okay. You'd rather them be burned, huh? I don't. I don't. I don't know how I feel. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying (laughs) they got what they deserved. So I kind of wanted to make a comparison here. Because we're not, I feel, in a sense, um, with, with all the prayer that's going on yeah. around the nation, yeah. um, and and we have at this point for the month of February, twenty four hours prayer here. Um, there is there's there is there's Jehu type work I think is being done in the spirit. Yes, against spiritual forces, and you can sense this is happening. And really, we're just we're just trying to stay focused on this. Yeah, it doesn't matter how dark it gets. Right. Right. God can turn a situation and turn it quickly in the spirit. Yeah. Um, but but something blows my mind here. Right. Second Kings 10, uh, 29. Um, you know, we're going to finish out the chapter. Jehu did not give up the sins of Jeroboam. That was the first sin of Nor- the first king of northern Israel. Son of Nebat, 
by which he made Israel to sin. That is the golden calves at Bethel. The golden calves are still there. Well, for Moses, wasn't when he came down from the mountain? Yeah. That's where the first golden calf was. I just can't believe these guys. They just can't stay away from, from but, the golden calves. But remember we read? I, I don't know if you, do you say anything about that. The political reason why he didn't get rid of the golden calves. Yeah, t- say it. So we, when, were, re- we were studying Jehu yes. in the office. And we read that the reason he didn't get rid of the golden calves is because then it would require the people who worship those to go to southern Israel. So it was a political move why he didn't get rid of the golden calves because then they would have went to a different region. They would have gone down to the temple. Yes. They would have gone. He thought he would lose his population. Yeah. And that's why Jeroboam did it too. Right. Jeroboam, the original king of northern Israel, slapped those calves in. Uh, I believe. I believe he put the calves up. Yeah. Okay. Right. He put them up to, and then said, you can all be priests. Yeah. Right. You, he let them all be priests so that to keep his population, because he thought, he thought he was going to lose them all because the temple was in the South. Interesting. And so we can, we can, boy, we could spend, but, yeah. but I can't believe these guys, they just can't stay away from the calves. Like Jehu, come on, Jehu. Right. And and the Lord said to Jehu. Jehu slaughtered people for worshiping an idol. But you still, think he would have. still, because Jehu, the Lord says, even though Jehu, he's still into the sins of Jeroboam, left the calves up for political reasons. The Lord said, Jehu, because you have executed well, what is my, what is right in my eyes and have done to the house of Ahab as I willed, your sons will go four generations on the throne. Well, that's nice. And they just got worse. Right. I mean, his sons. Yeah. Right. But Jehu paid no attention to walking in the law of the Lord, yeah. the, the God of Israel, with all his heart. He did not quit the sins and with which Jeroboam made Israel to sin. At least he obeyed God. Yeah. Up to if a we're point. looking for a positive for, of Jehu. For a few weeks. Because I wanted to like Jehu. I wanted Jehu to be the guy. Well, He was the guy. Yeah, but he was, he didn't follow after the Lord. He was like, yeah. But then, like, think, everybody knows who you are. You kind of get prideful and a little arrogant, probably, huh? Listen, he, he, no, notice there was a timeline on this because the Lord gave him four generations. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. And, and really what Jehu did was he, he expanded Israel four generations in a yeah. sense with, you know, he changed a country. Yeah. But in those he days, did. imagine it's wide open at this point. Every Baal worshiper yeah. in the country is gone. Right. Okay. Well, think about when people right. start to hear that. I mean. Right. So, so in those days, the Lord began to cut off parts of Israel. Um, mm. Syria, uh, Hazael of Syria defeated them. Um, and, and also from the east, you had Gilead, the Gadites, the Reubenites, the Massonites, from Er, which is by the Valley of Arnon, even Gilead and Bashan. Um, the rest of the acts of Jehu, all that he did, all his might, are they not written in the book of Chronicles um, of the kings of Israel? Jehu slept with his fathers. They buried him in Samaria. Uh, Jehoahaz, his son, reigned in his steed. The time that Jehu reigned over Israel and Samaria was 28 years. Hmm. So it was, uh, it was a, it was a reprieve because under, I think the, that, um, Ahab's, uh, that group with Jezebel and uh, that whole group, all his friends, all his nobles, the, the Lord was definitely through with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can see that yeah. it did buy, 
It bought four kings. Yeah. Wow. Bought four generations. It That's bought. Cool. We know it bought the 28 years that Jehu uh, reigned, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Although they were at war um, almost right away. They well, had maybe to go to they war. wouldn't have if he turned his heart to God. No, you're right. He would have right. given Absolutely. him everything. Right. Yeah. He would have given he him probably everything. Probably would have reunited all of the, the two houses. Yeah, and this whole Jehu thing is is I'm I'm really trying to get you to look at it in the in the spirit. And that's why that's why we started out this decree and and how this yeah. prophecy right. is is talking about a boomerang effect. Everything flipped. Everything flipped in northern Israel. Yeah. Everything can flip in America today. And yes. I, I I would never condone violence. I'm not talking about how Jehu no. did it. I'm talking about in the spirit. It can be violent in the right. spirit. Yeah, and don't you think that's what... It can be violent with your prayer. Yes. It can be violent. Yeah. And so it's just simple decrees. Yeah. Using the name of Jesus, claiming them over your city, claiming them over your family, claiming them over your country, over your government, you know. And this was one that uh, came from a a prophetess, uh, and then my mom had me bring this into church, which I'm going to be back with it. Yeah, you know, this weekend we're gonna yeah. do this. But again. with these calls of prayers all over the world, I feel like a lot of people are getting what this story is in the spirit, and they're doing it in their cities yeah. and in their states. And you can look anywhere and see revivals or awakenings, whatever you want to call it. Right. In throughout the whole world. Yes. Right. Uh, and remember, as we close today, call your yes. senator. Yes. Yes. You'd be best calling senator and congressman, correct? No? Well, I mean, Any, this just anything says you Senate can. because right now it's in the Senate's hands. Well, so. yeah, but if, if I mean, you if you get the uh, the call. representatives in the at least uh, calling for it as well, you know, it'd be because you know what, you hurt. guys, every time we've done this, or not we, but I'm saying people have asked for a call to action, they pushed it off and pushed it off. It's Remember, it's yeah. been shut this down. Was, it, like this is the second or third time this has come back around. You yeah. have shut the WHO yes. getting yes. control of our country. Because they call yep. a pandemic. Right. Right. That, mm-hmm. I mean, they get to call the pandemic, right. by the way. Right. 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 I mean, so they can call whatever they want. They've got complete surveillance. Yeah. They've got control of, over all the all the food, how the food is delivered, how it's the shipping industry. Well, it's like a quiet, uh, quiet, uh, not tyranny, a uh, quiet martial law. Yeah. More right. or less. Well, it doesn't have to be quiet either. They'll be yeah. in control. And so please, right. No one believed me. You know, my parents didn't even believe me. Yeah, like, I've, I, I'm like telling you, I, I've I stood to up in the in the yeah. in the summer. Yeah, yeah. I had a and sense. I said the WHO, you know, this, they're going to yes. get control of our country, and it, it it trumps any treaty. No one believed me. Right. It or it trumps a treaty trumps our government. Yes. Right. So, please, right, pay attention. Yes. Yep. And this is why you watch. Right. Yeah. This is why you watch. Thank you so much for tuning in to the final hour podcast. It has been a blessing. God bless you.